Alrighty. Alright, give it a, give the old 3, 2, 1. Damn, son! Welcome back to the Space Cadets Pod. Sitting here with Justin in a cool, dark room on a hot, dry, summer Australian day. You've really set the scene this yeah. episode. Yeah, 100%. That was high quality. I felt like I was there. <laughs> well, you are there. So. Oh, oh God, you're right. <laughs> that, that'll sort you out. <laughs> All right, cool. I can't believe you have no aircon and no fans. That doesn't make any sense. Who needs it? Well, it's, it's, it's Australia, so it gets pretty hot here i don't know if you've noticed that sometimes it gets over 40 degrees are you some Celsius? kind of pansy real australians just suck it up yeah it's yeah, like yeah. i i equate it to um i don't know it's like it's like going through a journey surviving a hot day in a house real australians are out there on the work site nine to five soaking up that mad heat that mad heat yeah exactly but no it's it's good now we got our cold coffee we got our cold brew yeah, mine, mine finished a little bit too early. Oh my God, guess what I forgot to bring to the table. What did you forget? Water. You know how thirsty I get. I'm a thirsty boy. You are a thirsty boy. Well, you're just going to you're just gonna have to suffer through it. This is, this is horrible. It's like the hottest, hottest podcast we've done. Is it the hottest podcast we've done? Think of a hotter one. I think it might be. It's definitely the hottest one what we've done. What number podcast is it? You didn't say. It's number 10. We're up to number 10 here. Double digits? Yes, we're in the double digits. Uh, it's a good thing that I allowed for for triple digits with um with the titles that I've been using. It's O O One O O Two. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. I was considering. I was going to say, like, doesn't the number system allow for triple digits? You know. Typically, yes. You can just sort of keep going up. Yeah, you can. You, you, go, you definitely can. You don't think we're going to hit quadruple digits? It's what possible. Are you, what are you going to do? A thousand, then? a thousand episodes. We'd probably be like old, old as fuck at that point if you get 50 weeks in a year and we do a podcast a week 52 weeks sure um but okay yeah, let's just sim- average for it simplicity's out. sake yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um if we need a thousand podcasts divide that by 50 that's 20 years so uh it's 2020 now it would be 2040 by the time we have a thousand episodes how old will we be we'll both be 45 45 yeah oh no i don't want that day to come no, it's pretty scary. That's a, that's a <laughs> we're, so, all, we're all getting old. Yeah, that that sort of like existential pressure yeah. is definitely there. It gets it starts creeping in at some point. I think it's a it's got a different threshold for everyone. You know, some people only notice it like you know once notice, they hit forty. I didn't notice until I left high school, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's so true though. Yeah, I don't know. Well, when did you start feeling the existential pressure, Matt? Well, for so long, it's it's like you're growing up, and it's like you're going to reach a stage that's better than where you are now, right? So it's for for a while you know, birthdays are really celebrated and they're like, yes, making our way to adulthood. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to have such a long and fulfilling life. It's going to be great kind of thing. Yeah. But then at some point it just turns into, ah, hang on a minute. This is happening a bit quick. <laughs> it does. I, I, I've heard I've heard a few people poo-poo like 25th birthdays now. They're like, oh, why are you even celebrating a 25th birthday? I, I think I, it's kind of cool, yeah. like a hard quarter century. Like that's probably the last one you feel good about celebrating. I had a bit of a quarter life crisis when I turned twenty five recently. Did you? Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> I don't know. I reckon. I reckon. Uh, was it Blink one eighty one eighty two? They're right. Like no, twenty three is the worst. And then from then on, it doesn't really matter. 
Why is 23 the worst? That's a good year. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Is that... That's one of their songs, isn't that's it? That's the lyric. Yeah. But it's true. I don't know. Well, you're kind of like... You're too... You're too young to have any real opinions and be taken seriously. Mm. And you're too old to be cute. <laughs> so... <laughs> to be cute. Yeah. It's a pretty cute 23-year-old girl. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, but you're not a 23-year-old girl, are you, Matt? All right, fair a- enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> no one likes you when you're a 23-year-old male. How about that? <laughs> that works. That works. Is that, is that more specific? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're a 23-year-old girl, at least Leonardo DiCaprio likes you, you know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn 25, though, you're gone. You're out, <laughs> you're of, out of there. You're out of there. <laughs> That's his threshold. <laughs> Holy shit. Ricky Gervais making those jokes at the Oscars. I saw that. Oh, God. Are the Golden Globes? Yep. Yeah. The Golden... Sorry, yes. Yeah, one yeah, one yeah. of them. They're all the same, aren't they? Those, yeah. those silly award nights. Have you seen him do it? Because he's done it like five times now. Have you seen all the other ones? No, I didn't know he'd done it previously. Yeah, they're great. I think he's, he had more energy like the first couple of times he did it. This time he kind of seemed over it. It was just like... It just really flamed up this time because everyone's pretty opposed to, you know... Was it the Golden Globes each time? Yeah, Golden Globes. What yeah. is the Golden Globes? Um, I think it's like... Ooh. <laughs> it, it's, you know what I mean? There's so many of those award shows. Yeah. I, I feel like I don't even know what is it for. Is it more... Okay, so Oscars is definitely like best movies, right? Yeah, I think Golden Globes could be more TV orientated. Yeah, you might be right. I don't know. I think they do well, movies as well, though. He was making so many Netflix jokes in that speech that I feel like TV is pretty much spot on. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just a TV yeah. award show. Well, uh, do you see the uh, the winner of uh, Best Picture for 2019? What one? For the Oscars. I can't remember. Parasite. I haven't seen that movie. Apparently, it's really good. Yeah. Apparently, it's really like twisty and stuff. But I downloaded... Um, I, I got interested. So, I, I went went El, El Pirate mode and uh, jumped on... Jumped you can't onto the... say that on the internet. Well, why not? Everyone's doing it. <laughs> are they? I feel like people are doing it a lot less these days. This isn't going to catch out my VPN. No one knows my identity on this podcast. Surely not, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, basically went and got Parasite, downloaded it. I think it's actually in the cinemas at the moment. So, yeah, maybe that is a bit sketchy. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Did you watch it? You know, you know, like those ones where people film it in the cinema, cinema on like a shaky hand cam. Was it they've, that? They've disappeared, thankfully. But they're like they've people, like when you see a person walk across the uh, so projector, bad. and you can see their silhouette. It was like it was just like a period of time before like people were able to you know get a hold of these copies, like you know, consistently. Yeah, it's always some dude with a shaky hand cam, <laughs> some silhouettes, <laughs> so good. But anyways, Parasite um, downloaded it, didn't have a subtitle track, so it was unwatchable. What uh, what country is it made in? I don't. It's like this is like two gigabytes. So they spent ages downloading it because Australia's internet's trash. Yeah, and then it, it has no subtitle track. You could sit there with like the the translated manuscript of the movie. Yeah. And th- go along with it. It's either... Cor- I think it's Korean. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the Korean one. I yeah. remember them talking about the Korean movie. Okay, yeah. there you go. I saw I saw this like... I wonder if that train is audible. We've got the windows open here. Yeah, I think we could probably hear that train. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That feels very uh, very suburban. It just reminds us of the, uh, the nature of the working man on a <laughs> Thursday going back and forth from his everyday business. It feels very urban, not suburban actually, because it's quite close in, right? Is that the thing? Yeah, urban. Urban. That'll work. It's kind of like we're in like a, you know, shaky apartment. Like, uh, you know, in the Blues Brothers, how he's like living right next to a train line. And every time there's a train, it just like destroys all their shit in their apartment. Yeah. Because it's shaking the whole thing. (laughs) It's like that. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's almost like that. I feel, I feel my house is a little more sturdy than that. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, it's it's only it's only natural with these uh with these slabs. <laughs> what um what do you reckon the best movie you, for the whole decade was? The decade. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. What movies do we have this decade? Mad Max, Fury Road. It's not the best movie of the decade. It's, it's probably, probably the your, best action movie of the decade. It's probably your pick for the best movie of no, the decade. No, I, I would probably take The Wolf of Wall Street over it. If that was this decade, I, I really like that movie. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of The Wolf of Wall Street. I think that would get my vote. I think we, we sort of bonded over The Wolf of Wall Street. That was early on in our friendship. We were just like, this is, this is sick. Some good times watching that movie on repeat over and over again <laughs> i've seen it too many times it's, it's but, yeah, it gets better every it's, time it's one of the more recent because when i was a kid i used to watch movies over and over again all the time mm, yep and sort of and like that's probably the most recent movie that i've watched multiple times yeah. that's been created jonah hill's character in that is just perfect it's so funny. his name donny donny yeah yeah D- donny he's <laughs> <laughs> good that's it. Did that win I many make million awards dollar deals, fuck face. <laughs> I can't believe Leo didn't win an Oscar for that. Uh, yeah, no, that's the one that you should have won it for, probably. Yeah. Out of out of all the Leo I saw films. The, I saw Revenant, and that was just depressing. I didn't have a good time. Revenant didn't deserve an Oscar. It was kind of like they gave it to him out of pity because so many people were making jokes about it online. That's he, how I felt. He did... <laughs> he did yeah. wrestle a bear, a real bear. He did, uh, well, he did eat real bear flesh. Gross. This is kind of gross. Yeah. But like raw meat. Probably tastes like crocodile, hey? probably not yeah probably crocodile's not. like a white meat dude <laughs> all right i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> just trying to take a take a different different version to the you know taste like chicken classic <laughs> oh that's what you're going yeah, for that's good that's what i was going for since since we all know that you've uh you're a, you're a veteran crocodile eater i don't think a lot of people know that crocodile tastes like chicken do they does crocodile taste like chicken yeah kind of yeah okay i feel like everything tastes like chicken it's that's just what like they say a- about humans Humans taste like chicken. Yeah, cannibals, yeah, say that apparently. Really? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, at least that's, what, that's what, from a movie, at least. What I don't color know. is human meat, though? I don't it's know more... if that's actually a thing that cannibals say, but it was in a movie. <laughs> yeah. What color is human meat? Yeah. yeah I, th- I thought it'd be closer to like a steak or closer something. Closer to red meat. Yeah. Yeah, not sure. But then again, like a duck's quite dark and that tastes more like chicken, isn't it? Oh, I haven't eaten... I, I think I've eaten duck like maybe once or twice. Like, I can't really... Really? Yeah, I reckon. It's pretty common in like Chinese yeah, food. Yeah, no, exactly. So you probably have like Peking duck or actually now that you mention it, there's something. probably been times that I've eaten Chinese food and then there's been duck involved and I haven't really yeah noticed, so to speak. Because that's what I think. I'm like, I never eat duck, but like if they chop it up into tiny bits, like they do with everything, you know, hmm. you're not going to know what it is. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 odd. Have you uh, heard that they serve dog in um in some parts of Southeast Asia? Really? Yeah, in like uh, Southeast Asia. My dad went to East Timor for um, like some voluntary setting up some shelters or something. I'm not sure. He was with a, a Rotary club, and uh, yeah, he said they had a restaurant that was just like you know big sign out the front saying like you know dog restaurant, and then they get in there like expecting to see like you know people with their puppers. Like a dog friendly restaurant. Yeah, dog friendly restaurant, but no, 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 they're just the serving dog. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I mean, I guess it is just like another kind of meat, isn't it? Well, the problem is because it's because they're not taking they they're growing these dogs to become food. They're not taking people's pets away from them, are they? Yeah, it's just very inefficient to grow dogs for meat because they're predators. So they have to take you know 
the the, the efficiency ratio uh, is really I bad. see what you're saying. Because so, they have to eat too much meat themselves. It, it, it's generally about 10%, right? So, by that I mean, like, say you have a thousand pound cow, for it to, for it to grow to that point, it would need like 10,000 pounds of grass. Yeah. Right? And then if you're going again to carnivores the 10% thing happens again. So maybe that cow could feed the, uh, you know, the yeah. hundred pound dog. Or I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that. It's still pretty ridiculous up, when you think about how much like water and, and like food and energy goes into producing like a piece of steak that you get. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. Isn't it? Yeah. That's why they need, um, lab grown meat, lab grown meat, lab grown meat. Yeah. Um, I think this is something that could definitely, definitely take off if uh if people uh can uh accept it <laughs> you know what i mean yeah because I, I i when i mention this to a lot of people they they kind of go oh meat grown in a well they they need to repackage dish. the idea don't they because the word lab doesn't invoke feelings of like yeah mm, scrumptious yeah i love laboratory food if they just say sustainable meat you're sorted i don't know but people need to get that it is just a hundred percent grown out of nothing. Well, not nothing, but I don't know how they do it. Well, but I think I think if you just have like a brand that 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 you know that that starts coming out and you know they've got a good a good name and you know it's like it's all about sustainability, like environmentally animal, friendly, meat. animal free meat or something. I don't know. Yeah, that that kind of sounds weird. No, that doesn't. It's <laughs> like it doesn't make it sense. It sounds weird, but it's the truth. Yeah, it's no animals. It is the truth. No yeah. animals were harmed in the making of this meat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no methane was expelled into the atmosphere in the creation of this meat. No one, no one farted while this meat yeah. was being made. Well, that's one of the big problems with uh, cows uh, and probably some other animals for that matter. I think there's some other problems with cows. Yeah, Just well, like the, you know, like the embodied water it takes to produce. All that grass all for them that, to eat. Yeah, all that grass for them yep. to eat and then to, you know. No, there's a lot. There's a there's lot, a of lot that goes into it. Factory farming in general is fucked. Oh. If you look at any uh, any docos or videos of that stuff, you'd just be like, oof. That's, I think that's why I haven't watched any because I don't want to become a vegetarian. Yeah, that's. I'm with you, man. I like meat too much for that. <laughs> Which is why lab-grown meat is like a great solution because yeah. um, I, don't think, I don't think going vegetarian or vegan is like necessarily like the perfect way to do a diet because there are still some things in meat that uh that are really useful like you can get a lot of protein out yeah. of it Iron. well my my housemate for example only eats kangaroo and fish hmm. so there's this that you know there's no factory farm kangaroos yeah so kangaroo's fine it's sustainably hmm. sourced fish i think is the same you can farm fish like you farm salmon but, yeah you know. a lot of people say like well that's fine if you go vegetarian and then you take some supplements but like i've seen it before when people just like start supplementing fucking everything and it's just it's like it's gross it doesn't work like you, you, your body will start you know i don't know there's something there's something there's something good about you know eating natural things as opposed to just you know fistfuls of supplements yeah we don't wanna, i don't think we really necessarily want to end up like um you know one of those sci-fi movies where they just have like one one pill and it has like all the potential nutritional needs covered you know you know what i'm talking about yeah what is that I like s- star trek is that a star trek idea no no it's just now they can have whatever shit. they want in star trek they've got replicators it's it's basically the lab yeah, grown meat situation mm. where you just you just press in what you want and it's like 
I think that's the solution. If you have if you have uh, nanotechnology advance to the point where we can just, just create build, build items out of, <laughs> out of thin air, it's perfect. It'd be fantastic. The only problem is then the energy that goes into it. But if you have mastered something like I don't know fusion. <laughs> Fusion yeah, just have a just have a reaction. tiny little black hole in every replicator. Yeah, that produces this food for you. Or I don't know about that. That sounds dangerous. Putting little black holes. Well, everywhere. apparently that's the uh, the most uh, feasible method for producing mass quantities of energy is to harness singularities and what? the power of them. Yeah, for real. Yeah. So singularity. Like we can, is, we can is extract. The- say we turned our sun into a black hole. I don't know if that's possible. Probably not. But we could extract more from that than we could from like the entire lifespan of the sun, uh, with a with a Dyson array or something like that. Interesting. So if you can harness a stable singularity, you'll just have the potential for infinite power. Basically, when you say singularity, are you talking about the? Because I'm I'm used to that phrase being used in terms of like the point of no return, as far as like you know. Uh, the AI event, development the, and stuff goes. Uh, okay. Totally different singularity. Yeah, I'm talking about something different. Is different. the singularity so in like a black the, hole? Is that the 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 point where you get stretched? The event horizon. Yeah, the event horizon is the point right. where no light can escape from the black hole. So okay. we essentially don't know anything about black holes beyond the event horizon because mm. you can't see beyond that. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, so you so singularity is the whole black hole. The the reason black holes start glowing around the center is because the matter, like you say, is getting stretched and excited, mm. and it just starts to glow because that's what happens when matter is getting like pulled apart. Starts to glow. Yeah. Oh, that's why. So there's that's a, why there's ah. a that's why there's a glowing flow towards the center of the black hole that gets An brighter aura. and brighter, and then stops because past that point. There's, there's so much mass pulling the matter in that, you know, light doesn't have... Depictions of a black hole it. is always uh, like 2D. It's like a circle, right? But it's actually three-dimensional, isn't it? It's like a sphere. Well, the, the way I understand it works, and I watched, I watched a little uh, graphic the other day of... Um, you know how you can gl- drag yourself around Google Maps and change your perspective? Oh, how ba- good's that? Basically, someone was... Yeah, that's good. 3D mode. <laughs> yeah, 3D mode. So, basically, someone was doing that to a black hole. And everywhere you look at the black hole, that circle stays, right? But there's a disk. There's like an, I think it's called an accretion disk that travels around the black hole, which is always at the same level. So, if you imagine, if you imagine the Milky Way, right? You know how it sort of spans out and it kind of looks like a pancake? Yep. It'll always have that disc Spirals. and that, that will always be in the same orientation, but you'll always be able to see nothing at the center of the black hole. Interesting. So is the Milky Way subject to the same, um, you know, uh, effect? Like when you're looking at the Milky Way? No. Or the Milky Way is actually flat? Well, like it's, mostly, not, it's mostly not, flat. It's not flat, but, but yeah. It's, it's, mo- it's like mostly flat compared to the... How yeah, wide to, it goes compared to how much it expands. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. That's not the case with every galaxy. There's different types of galaxies. Mm. No, a- I've seen I've seen like uh, 3D visualizations of galaxies before, and it shows like the um the center area where it gets really dense is like it's kind of like um it almost looks like Saturn or something because it's like a ball there, and then the rest of it's like the disc that goes out. You yeah. Know? Um. Yeah. Saturn being you know with the rings and stuff. I think it's crazy that we photographed 
we, we photographed the black hole at the center of M87. That was the picture of the black hole that was going around. What's M87? It's a galaxy. Oh, okay. So, is that uh, near us? It's kind of near us. It's not the closest one is Andromeda. Mm, yeah, Andromeda is the closest. Uh, M87, I think, is pretty far away. But the fact that it's such a huge galaxy and the, su- the supermassive black hole at the center of that galaxy is so big, it it is like the second... I think it's the first or second biggest black hole in our sky that we can see, apart, like, which includes ours. Sagittarius A at the center of the Milky Way. They've called it Sagittarius, have they? The one at the center of the Milky Way? Yeah. Ah, so that's see. that's we don't have a photo of that yet. I think they're working on that. Um. Uh, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Are we saying a black holes at the center of the Milky Way, right here? You didn't know that. Well, yeah. No, that's 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 just what I'm confirming. Yes, that's what we're saying. <laughs> I had heard that one before, but I got I, I'm, I'm getting confused because that's kind of like talking what? about black hole at the center of a galaxy and talking about black holes at the center of the universe, like Bronno was talking about the, <laughs> the other <laughs> the, on podcast number five. Yeah. <laughs> different concepts <laughs> yeah i was just getting that what bruno was saying was not true so <laughs> <laughs> so what what oh, shit don't let him hear that <laughs> what what's happening at this start uh, another debate with you <laughs> <laughs> so at the center of our galaxy is the black hole sagittarius a which is um called so it's called that because it's in the sagittarius constellation so if you look if you find the sagittarius constellation in the sky that's where the center of the milky way is Right. Yeah. Okay. And, um, yeah. So, so uh, they managed to photograph one that was really far away well f- before they could photograph yeah, the well, one in the universe. I don't know universe. if I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pretty sure the one at this galaxy is so big that it is just as big in the sky as ours is. Whoa. And we're, Whoa. Right, and we're right next to ours. That's going to be huge. It's huge. It's, uh, it's um, yeah, it's actually, su- no, it's a I super do, massive black hole. It is as big as our solar system. This black hole mm. that we photographed, the M87. Saw that Muse song in Twilight. <laughs> Super massive black hole. <laughs> but how crazy is that? It's as big as our solar system. So, like, we go out, you know, past, you know, to the, to the asteroid belt and beyond. And that's how big the... And, and then you can see that thing. Well, you would just be at the edge of it. And the sun would be at the center. Yeah, Jesus. That's, that's, how, that's how big this thing is. Uh, the space is just it really screws you with your head with the with the amount of like you know scale you yeah know, going on yeah it's like you know you think the moon's really close to us it's actually really far <laughs> it's it's a pretty long way like yeah it's fit- pretty far and i think uh, people think it, it's 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 further away than you expect and it's bigger than you expect yeah yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. What's what's the surface ratio compared to Earth? Do you reckon we're dealing with like twenty percent, thirty percent? It's pretty big. It's pretty big. Yeah. It's bi- the moon's bigger than Pluto, for example. Ah, uh, yeah. Pluto's not even a planet, mate. We don't, exactly. We've, we've shunned that one. <laughs> Be gone. Are you a Pluto hater? Because there's a lot of Pluto lovers still out there. Yeah. No, I know. It's 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 kind of um. It makes sense because you know, for a while, and I know it was the case when we were growing up in the nineties. Yeah, where Pluto was accepted as a as being the ninth planet, it kind of was like a cool like, oh man, wow, it's like way the fuck out there, you know? Yeah, this little thing. It's interesting, but I think at, at some point they started discovering objects in the solar system that were just as big as Pluto or bigger, and there's moons. It, it became that are problematic because they found another one beyond Pluto, and then they're like, 
can we really count that as a planet that's like a little frozen rock like <laughs> well technically pluto's a little frozen rock as well or maybe the, maybe we'll just call them dwarf planets you know <laughs> yeah yeah is that its title now dwarf planet it's a, yeah they're dwarf I, I don't even know if they're still going with dwarf planet maybe that was like a concession they made at the time and now they're just like uh flying celestial object you know <laughs> celestial celestial is the word i was looking for but to go back to the black hole sitch um the it was hypothesized that there was one at the center of the milky way but we didn't really know until we tracked uh there's like a bunch of stars orbiting it at the center of the milky way mm. and their path isn't uh linear yeah, well, I, I don't know. It, it is kind of elliptical, but it, it kind of slingshots around. Right. So, like, it, it speeds up mm. when it gets closer to the black hole and then slows down when it gets further away. And that I doesn't see. happen when something's just orbiting a star. Wow, okay, so, right. So, they, they, they hypothesized that there was a black hole there based on that. Yeah. But they couldn't actually prove it because they couldn't actually see it. You can't see it because... Yeah. yeah. Interesting. But they are trying to see it. I think we're trying to get pictures of Sagittarius A as well. Could you could you detect it like with some uh, with some you know some systems that are using sensors other than the five that we've been given or the main five that we've been given? Um, I think you, there's there's so much crap in between us and the center of the galaxy that you have to use radio waves. No meaningful detection method. What do you mean? Well, I mean, yeah, okay. Ra- I mean, we, ra- we- when they use radio waves, what do, what do we see? Uh, well, we haven't managed to construct an image. Well, we, we use radio waves to see the suns at the center of the galaxy slingshotting around this thing. Oh, right. We haven't perfected it enough to see the actual, to see the actual black hole yet. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I don't know how that works. It's just like, I think it's just images on top of images, like trial and error out the wazoo, trying to get that kind of photography. Because when you say detect, it really is just like taking pictures of stuff. That's what... <laughs> Yeah, but with, that's what astronomy is but with like heat like high tech yeah exactly like high you tech can do stuff. it with like infrared and with all sorts of different yeah yeah rather than our small wavelength of light exactly that we can see exactly yeah that's what i was yeah. that's what i was getting at there's no way you could photograph that area of space yeah with you know regular light it sounds on a different spectrum right it's not it's not on the light spectrum just doing science 101 class over here <laughs> gonna bring me up to speed I'm, it's I'm been a while your, i'm not your science teacher i'm a, a stay <laughs> he obviously failed he obviously failed <laughs> hobsy shout out to hobsy what a great science teacher long time listener of the space Cadets pod i bet there's so many <laughs> listeners struggling to keep up with all the listeners yeah being a long time listener means you've been listening for like two months so it's not really that <laughs> that big of a deal <laughs> yeah it's crazy that we got to episode 10 though congrats yeah no we're doing we're doing well man we're kicking it out of the park yeah just need to be uh be more active on social media and we'll uh actually <laughs> actually collect some people uh floating around eventually hey <laughs> might not with that attitude all right <laughs> oh oh yeah true <laughs> bring the confidence matt come on all right you're right we, we, we're here to talk about the real shit for, for for people to hear about i've uh been recently um just the past couple of days i don't know if you've seen on instagram but uh there's been a couple of um i don't know i don't know if you follow meme accounts on instagram i've got like maybe two of them or something i don't Um, follow any meme accounts on instagram maybe you didn't see it then i think i I go to reddit for my memes yeah basically they've all been posting like screenshots of um mike bloomberg hitting them up in the dms and like asking them for um if they want to 
um, <laughs> you know, be part of this. Uh, Who's Mike Bloomberg? Uh, so um, he's a presidential uh, candidate. Mm. He's uh, just jumped into the race real late and he's doing real well because he's just pouring so much money into this thing yang's not in it anymore yang's not in it he's out of the game no that's it's it's sad sad times but he was only collecting about four percent of the vote um it's crazy though because bloomberg such a such a level-headed dude yang though wasn't he yeah he's he's best candidate in the field if you ask me by far but um anyways so what's bloomberg's deal he's come in how late did he come in he's he's already spent 350 million dollars on his campaign damn He, he used to be the um the mayor of new york he's like a billionaire Right, and mm. so he's already spent three hundred and fifty million. He said in a interview or something that he's uh, he's happy to spend a billion on this thing. Yeah, it's just, just ridiculous. That's Imagine insane. Pour, it's all his own money as well. He's just pouring it all into into you know. You don't make that back as president. You don't get paid a billion dollars a year. I tell you what. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about a billion dollars a year, but I mean, you can get some pretty pretty good money if you're uh, if you're you know. Uh, if, if you're doing ri- some speeches like Hillary, if you then write a, if you then write a book after your presidency or something, you know about all that stuff with the with Hillary Clinton, and her uh, her like um, uh, the foundation and stuff like that. What happened? So people just make like a donation. People constantly make donations to Hillary Clinton's foundation, like uh, in in um, exchange for her doing a speech, like you know a forty five minute speech or something at like you know some rich person party basically you know and it's just like why would you why would you be paying six hundred thousand dollars for a speech it's bribery <laughs> it's Jesus. like it's almost definitely uh you know a bit of a bit of that lobbying action but like yeah. under the table yeah sort of stuff so that was like one of the main criticisms of her campaign when she was going in six but if you could would you if uh, you could what if you could make 600 on a oh, if you were if you were in Hillary's situation, of course, yeah. But if it's I was like in she's making. Situation. But the thing is, she's making campaign promises to these people, like you know, saying like you know, oh, okay, I'm going to meet with all the, you know, the head honchos of this energy thing. I'm getting paid two million dollars for this speech. It's like you're not getting paid two million dollars for that speech. You're getting paid two million dollars to protect those energy companies' uh, interests. It's, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, 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 it's it's a it's a. But it's it's like kind of unprovable because all that stuff like stays like private. You know, like, yeah. You, there's nothing you can do to that's why everyone was like going on like, that's why trump was going on about the emails heaps so i like, release the emails to show like how corrupt you are and all this sort of stuff yeah which she wasn't obviously going to do release the emails but no. anyways um that that's an aside because back to bloomberg here he's <laughs> i want to pull this up actually i'll get i'll get my phone out because um he, he he's basically just trying to trying to buy the young vote by uh <laughs> by um paying paying meme pages on instagram to like uh to talk about him essentially right so he's like he's i don't know what his budget is for it but he's got a a a team of people working for him the group is called literally it's meme 2020 that's the like corporate name yeah for this for this group that's that's in 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 charge of procuring it sounds ridiculous but like in this day and age it's fair enough so many people you know well it's they, fair enough to buy try and buy young voters with a <laughs> that's not fair enough it's fair enough to accept it as like something you should be looking into in any in any profession or any like political arena would you like to you read know, this it out it has more sway than you think would you like to read this out or would you like me to read it out you go for it okay or do you want me to read it out and I'll commentate you can commentate on it well I don't know alright either is, way this is uh Mike Bloomberg. So, 4, 420 posted this one, spelt out, 
Hello, Mister Four Twenty. It's a conversation between Bloomberg and the 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 page. I think it's the. I think this conversation is fake, but oh, this is so good. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to, you want to read it out? <laughs> Mike Bloomberg asking Four Twenty the page. I'm reaching out to meme lords to form strategic partnerships in order to establish myself as the in brackets cool candidate before the upcoming Democratic primary. Do you want to join the team? And then 420 says, Before I agree, let me ask, do you smoke weed all day in lieu of assuming the responsibilities of a typical adult? Mike Bloomberg says, No. 420 says, Sorry, can't do it. The vibe is off. <laughs> like it's a good meme. It's funny. That's so good. But it's so yeah. That's that wasn't a real conversation though. I don't think that's a real conversation. I don't think any of them are real conversations. But literally, all these meme pages are just posting posting something exactly like that, where it's a screenshot of a conversation with Mike Bloomberg, yeah. like on Instagram. So he's going around saying. I'll give you some money if you post positive mm. Bloomberg memes. The reality is he's actually splashing the cash on this. He's actually paying these pages to post these things. Yeah. Yeah. That's like... It's probably not... Um, I don't know. Do you reckon they'd ask him for a lot of money because they know who he is? I reckon it wouldn't be a very expensive thing to do. That, that getting was, people to make a post. That was one of them I saw apparently. There's been about 30 meme pages that have been hit. I'm not that big on Instagram meme pages, but uh, also Lush Sucks had one. Do you know Lush Sucks? Uh, artist so you should know it <laughs> he's like uh, Banksy you know in, in terms of like doing big mural graffiti art kind of stuff yeah um, that's all pop culture related and stuff yeah but yeah Lush Sucks was in there joking about how like you know if you if you flick me a sizable donation I'll do a do a do an art piece of you Mike and stuff like this like, yeah <laughs> just fair enough just having fun with it it's, a, it's, it's I think it's a bit of a it's, it's just a bit of a laugh really yeah well I mean it's not really that crazy to think that that's happening, is it? Because, I mean, they the way they advertise camp- political campaigns anyway is through mainstream media. Yeah. And, and that's just sort of an extension of mainstream media now. Like, people have sponsorships on mm-hmm. Instagram and they, ha- they have ads on their Instagram from yeah. people they've been paid to put up there, you know. You wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of um, what, what, they, what they call astroturfing going on, mm. which is... Um, like manipulating um like the um the visibility of online posts on like places like reddit facebook uh twitter whatever um but like manipulating the amount of people who are reacting to these things Mm. so that they so that the algorithms treat them as more um important so to speak um make them more visible for for the for the general population when they're searching for different things yeah um which uh which is you know, it's it's not conspiracy to you so much, but it's it's kind of one of those things. It's it's very hard to prove well, that you something can, like that's going on. Mm, it's kind of just like you can pay to promote your your post. Is yeah, that what, you is can. That what you mean? Yeah, you can. And so that's like that's kind of part of it, I guess. You know, yeah. I don't um, think that's like under the radar kind of action though is it yeah i don't know i think this is maybe astroturfing something that's just talked about on reddit more so than anywhere else where they're just like oh look at this post that's clearly an ad for the such and such campaign and there's all these upvotes and no comments i wonder why that is kind of thing you know stuff like that yeah so i don't know there's probably there's probably conspiracy to you a little bit but i wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of you know a bit of vote manipulation going on with some stuff you know yeah at the same time like it makes sense 
it's it's like exactly what Bloomberg's doing here, except um, without being so overt. Yeah, right. Mm. Mm. I don't know. Bloomberg's actually doing all right in the polls, which is fucked. He's 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 going like thirteen percent or something like that. Yang was only down like four percent. Yeah, damn. Totally sucks. Um, I think Bloomberg's like solidly fourth place or something now. Just didn't put the cash behind it. Well, that's it. I mean, he. But Yang did have some cash. Like he's a. He, he made his money in tech. Like, mm. you know, there's a lot of money to be made in tech in yeah. Silicon Valley, you yeah. know? I just don't think he's near the level of Bloomberg. I think Bloomberg's got, like, net worth of $62 billion, which would put him at the... It's a shame to see Yang go, because he didn't seem, like, broken by the system. He didn't seem like he was trying to be overly manipulative, mm. you know? He was just trying to be sensible about the whole thing. Yeah, no, I know. Which it's is probably... Too sensible. Yeah, that's a thing. He wasn't putting on enough of a show. <laughs> There's not enough drama going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a hard one. I mean... Did you see that stuff with... um um I think Bernie went on Joe... I know, Joe Rogan said that he would vote for Bernie Sanders. Oh, there was a bit and of... Then, and then Bernie... I heard that, yeah. Bernie Sanders uh, retweeted it or something. Yes, I saw this. Yep. And I then ever And then all of the Bernie Sanders supporters started flaming up at him. It's so crazy, man. <laughs> because, I, because they're all uh, kind of lefties and I guess they see Joe Rogan as this right-wing nut. It's it's totally they- ridiculous, though, because like, if you actually listen to Joe speak, he's so clearly, like, you know, down the line, like, middle or even left-wing with yeah. most of the ideas. I don't know about that. He's just, like, whoever's talking to him, he adopts their opinion, basically. That's, basically, that's actually, yeah, that's, that's a much more accurate summary. <laughs> um, yeah, no, and then, and then the, the people on the left will say, like, oh, but he's he's, like making a platform for you know dangerous you know discussion kind of thing and it's just like, like it's yeah. i don't i don't think that that's the case at all he's just it having does, conversations it does get weird though what when you start getting an audience that big and people that obsessed with you mm. like no one can take that situation and make it 100 percent positive all the time he probably bangs on about social justice warriors a little bit much but uh, <laughs> you know I, I, I don't know i think he's 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 not afraid to push buttons i think that's a that's a, a big part of it really like he'll just mm-hmm. say what he thinks and then because there's you know a, a, a 1300 joe rogan episodes and each one goes for three hours there's enough time there that you can take any little piece of it out of context it's just like you know, you can make it sound bad if you want. Yeah, I don't know. That's true. I think, <laughs> I think he definitely gets gets way way too much flack for for what he is. Yeah, I mean, I think people just get weird when people uh, publicly declare their political views as well, who are not involved in the political arena mm. per se, and that might have been what caused it. <clears throat> but I don't think it really matters that much. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, if if you were a Bernie supporter though, like a hardcore Bernie supporter, wouldn't you wouldn't you see a Joe Rogan endorsement of this and be like, fantastic? That That's means so many more because fucking votes. He's, he's got such a huge audience. Yeah, you'd be like, hell yeah. Yeah, you know, you know like exactly. maybe maybe some other people who and if they did think who he otherwise was, wouldn't have. Yeah, if they did think he was that way, right wing inclined, they might think, oh great, maybe some of these people start to come around and see these ideas that we like. Yeah, you know. Oh, it makes sense to me. That seems like the logical yeah, it's, conclusion. It's, to it's ridiculous to jump on it like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Got all these assholes coming into our like territory now. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, like you'd think the people who would be angry about it would like yeah. the, the right wing people who listen to Joe Rogan. If you who, actually who, want... Who's, who are yeah. saying like, you're screwing us. 
<laughs> exactly. If you actually arena. want Bernie to be like a very legitimate like candidate that reaches out to lots and lots of people, this is the exact kind of endorsement that you need. Yeah. It's like it's the perfect endorsement. He's the biggest podcaster mm. in America. Yeah, well, exactly. Probably the world, I guess. Uh, uh, yeah, especially especially someone as divisive as Joe Rogan, who probably would have like plenty of Trump supporters listening to him. You know, it's yeah. like well, you, if you if you're actually able to pull some votes away from that, like is that not the goal at the end of the day? You're trying to beat Trump, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the move. Yeah, <laughs> like seriously, that's gonna help. Yeah. That's gonna help. Don't 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 uh you know have a go at him for it because he's probably just gonna. <laughs> Say he doesn't want to associate with Joe Rogan or something. Isn't that his deal? Yeah. He just sort of like disassociates with people. That's bonkers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Joe's so high on Tulsi Gabbard. Have you? Have you? He's like... What's, what's he, this? Uh, well, there's a, there's another politician called Tulsi um, who's been like knocked out on the knocked out of the race as well as Yang. Um, but yeah, Joe just loves her so much. He's like... Bernie, you're going to get Tulsi in there as your VP and all this stuff. And everyone else is just like, ah, I don't see the, the big appeal with Tulsi. Like, he's, it's like he's just got the hots for her. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. That's an angle as well. Hawaiian senator. <laughs> Classic. Um, so, uh, coronavirus has been just kind of getting getting worse by the minute. Yeah, I haven't heard too much about it, actually. Do you want, some, do you want some numbers? Like, it sounds like you've been more in tune with what's going on. Yeah, we're just doing coronavirus episode part two over here right we're, now. We're doing a recap. Yeah. So, yeah, 65,000 cases right now. Wow. 65,000 cases and then there's 1,500 who have died and there's 7,000 who have um, had it and how then many, got better. How many who have died? 1,500. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they can use, like, the cases where people have gotten better and, like, maybe they've those people have some sort of gene... That they're able to harness mm. and sort of create a well, yeah that's that's basically it your strategy when you have like a you know a potentially like you know global viral epidemic kind of like this is you 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 start by just like trying to isolate as much as possible like trying to you know um what's the what's the what's the other word um not isolate isolate works but you see the thing is. 1,500, and what's the total people infected? 65,000. 65,000. That's still a significant percentage of the total people who get it actually dying. You know, imagine well, if it did spread to the entire world and that many people died. Well, they're the ones who have died so far. So, right. yeah. yeah. It's, it's like it's there's, huge. There's, there's some of those 65,000 will die, you know? And yeah. it's probably a higher number than People are like, oh, only 1,500 people died. Yeah, it's only fifteen hundred people. It's a lot Are you of serious? People. Anyone it's who huge. says that is fucking bonkers, man. Fifteen hundred people is like, it's like half of people the being, town that we grew get, up in. People have been getting pretty blasé about the coronavirus. I think, not in terms of like know. going out and trying to get it, but I mean, just like in terms of their mindset, they're thinking like, ah, uh, it's not really a big deal, you know. Yeah, I don't know. What about I, World War Two? I heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When you want to make that comparison to something way worse, you can do it. It's it's yeah. like worse things have happened at sea, but you know, like. Well, I was speaking to someone who works for the DHHS, the the Department of Health and Human Services. You know, that's like basically government medicine in Australia, and yeah. uh, they uh, uh, he said that it's uh, less uh, virulent than the common flu. It's like got a lower you got a lower chance of death. Really? Yeah. There you go. But um, at the same time, that's based on limited data. But you can vaccinate against the flu, can't you? 
Yes, and that's the main issue with so coronavirus. That's, that's the difference with coronavirus yeah. is there's no natural immunity or yeah. So we've got like everyone, everyone around the world is just working hard out on coronavirus right now, like yeah. with samples and stuff, trying to trying to test it properly. The process is long and arborous, but if you can um, quarantine people for long enough, then uh, you can get a get a legit vaccine that you can distribute everywhere and uh, save the planet from it, basically. So yeah. that's what that's what everyone's working on right now. Yeah. Um, I, well, at least I hope I hope everyone in in those uh, fields is working on that. What's your sister up to? Isn't she got some stuff to do with that? Um, yeah, she deals with vaccinations and epidemics. I'm well, not really sure what she's. Well, dude, you should be speaking to her. She'd she should have all the goss, mate. She has a yeah. I, I should talk to her about it. Actually, she's got all the goss. She has a. Uh, is she still in the industry? She has a, a job that she's doing currently. I doubt that it's anything to do with over in WA coronavirus because she started it a while ago. But um, yeah, it depends if it's private or public, I guess. Yeah, like private enterprises might be like, no, there's more money elsewhere, you know. Yeah, um, which is probably a bit shit. <laughs> it would be a bit weird, I think, if private enterprise did manage to find the because uh, then they the could vaccination paint it. and then patent it and not, not let anyone five hundred dollars a dose. Yeah, <laughs> come and get it. Yeah, do you remember that so, happened with that guy? Um, Sh- Sh- I, I don't know Man if that Shrilecki? happens. I think that's jumping the gun. No, to that say has that, that has happened before. It has though. happened though. Yeah, well, in in the states especially because they they've got such poor regulation around the pharmaceuticals industry. You know, it's like partly what's led to their opioid crisis. But um, there was like a I think it was a case of this guy. Um, he was in. He was getting a lot of heat, Martin Shkreli or something like that, Shkreli or some shit. But he was. Um, uh, he he had taken all the patents for this, you know, this medication that people really need. I can't even remember what it was. I would have to look up the case. But um, and then basically just like changed it from being like you know five dollars a dose to like seven hundred dollars a dose, and then like oh people God. fucking died because they couldn't afford it anymore and nah. shit. It's just like this is fucking cooked like we obviously need some regulation regarding the price yeah, of that's that's medicine. Trash, isn't it yeah well that's what i would imagine there would be kind of regulations now where that doesn't really allow that yeah and yeah. surely you wouldn't be able to hang on to something like that if you in australia there's definitely regulations stopping, yeah. stopping um essential medication from yeah. being surcharged to the shit just because <laughs> someone has a monopoly on it on the reserves of it that's, yeah. that seems a bit problematic for your for your greater society well they had issues with that with aids medication in africa didn't they or hiv medication those that like they the um the the drug is there to help you get through hiv and to keep it dormant but yeah people just can't afford it that's the key with can't, hiv can't get distributed to people mm. you know yeah yeah you can you can have hiv you just when you get full blown AIDS, that's when it's that's when it's that's when it's bad. That is bad. <laughs> yeah. So you got to find out you got HIV when you've when it's just HIV, and then you can just be treated for that for the rest of your life, and you'll be fine. Yeah. But I don't um, know about fine. Like you probably not want that to happen. Well, it's but not. Yeah. It's not. You know, great to be having to take extra pills every day. You know. Yeah. That's never good. But as far as you know, affecting your life, that's the extent of it. Yeah. You know, maybe whatever the side effects of the pills are. Yes. Thank you, Matt MD. Yeah, Matt MD. Yeah. I don't I, I I've always hated medicine. I don't even know like how I've come to know a few things about this. Why have you hated medicine? Yeah, just like the idea of getting into the medical field always squirmed me out because it's like because you don't like needles. It's because I don't like needles, yeah. There's a lot of needles in the medical profession. There's a bit too many needles in the medical professions, you might say. You'd be right out of there. I'd be I'd be gone. Yeah. I'd be I'd be running for the hills. Yeah. 
but um yeah <laughs> it's like you need to get your vaccine and you try and get them to knock you out but they can't knock you out without a needle so it's pretty hard to do isn't it oh yeah How did i you mean go? You, necessity. You've, you've had surgery before yeah no were, were i got you, the whole iv thing going on were you yeah. flipping out I, I got um what you need mate wisdoms yeah i've got to go that, get that done go get your That's wisdoms done. Up. yes yeah no i i, I, I had got a, an overcrowded mouth yeah no I, I i i definitely went under um and it was kind of just like you know they had the strap around your um it, it's not a, it, it doesn't seem as bad as what you know yeah it's just the straight injection feels. I, I i went under as well and i i kind of freaked out because you're sitting there going like oh is it gonna work oh god but but it always works the thing is it always works you're just sitting there after like they're like okay count down from 10 and you're like 10 9 like this shit's not working you'll get it your life (laughs) someone hit me with a hammer or something yeah your your life is in the balance with that moment because uh if the anethysist just pumped you with like fucking 50 times what he should you'd die like that's just straight up it so they better fucking get it right yeah (laughs) it's a bit of a scary moment to be uh, going under I'm getting fucking chills just thinking about it. So, back to coronavirus. <laughs> Did you hear about this cruise ship? Um, no, I don't think so. Has this happened this week? It was called the it's called the Diamond Princess. And this uh, sounds like a movie. My my yeah, I know, right? Yeah, no, my my grandma's actually been on this ship before. It's like yeah. a really giant. It's like the Queen Mary, have you heard of that? It's like a mega cruise ship. Yeah. It's huge. Um, mm-hmm. you know, high class um I think it left from Sydney or something like that. I, I, I can't remember how, how it happened, um, but basically someone got infected on board. Jesus, this is the plot for a movie. It is crazy. It should be a movie. It should come out <laughs> because uh, basically, you know how, as we were saying last week, 14 days before you even show symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. They basically just told everyone, fuck, lock yourselves in your cabins then. Damn. Solitary confinement. Are they allowed to get off the boat? Is anyone? No, 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 no. The whole boat's been quarantined. So they're not letting them dock? Or no, no, hell no, no. And so now it's spread from like, you know, one or two people on board who have it to 11 over a week. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're all just kind of like having to pass the time in their cabins, like freaking out that they might have it. God damn it. <laughs> so insane. <laughs> it's like so much worse than just solitary confinement. It's solitary confinement thinking, man, what if I do have this virus yeah <laughs> so fucked what if i die like that's scary shit yeah and probably some of them will die you know there's there's going to be a percentage of people on that boat who will die if they all get it i wonder if they've got wi-fi out there hey where are that where is the boat anchored how are they getting supplies i actually don't know any of these any of the answers to these questions you've done some very shallow reading on this well i'm sorry <laughs> but it is, it is interesting it is it's <laughs> <laughs> Barely researched, barely researched Sorry, podcast. I'm, I'm just, I'm just r- ripping on you. Like that, the whole ripping. the whole podcast is barely researched. So exactly, exactly. It fits it fits the theme over here. The Space Cadets Pod. We don't need to do research. Half baked stories. Half baked research. Yeah. <laughs> I I even had the ship name for you, man. That's that's so much research. No, that was pretty good. Ample ample research. I don't do any research. Do you expect me to print off like documents and documents of just like all the all the information? Oh yes. Now if you flip to page uh, seventy six, you'll see uh, on line forty seven there's a um, there's a bit about the virility of uh, coronavirus as compared to uh, other ones. You can see the graph there that shows. Well, what do you want me to say? It would be impressive <laughs> if you did that. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be disappointed. That, that's too much preparation for either of us to 
to consider. <laughs> Too much to fathom. We talk for long enough as it is. Exactly. Exactly. Imagine if we had actual information to talk about. We'd be here forever. That'd be, It'd be like a seven hour podcast. I don't think it's as enjoyable when, when the information's like really well known because <laughs> you can't just talk shit as, as easily, you know? Yeah, you can't just make it up as you go along when, yeah, you know exactly. when you know things. Yeah, you can't just make wild assertions about the, the impact of, of these really uh, complicated topics. <laughs> <laughs> what about the floods then? Insane. Australia has just gone from one extreme to another. I'll tell you what. Yeah. Did floods you see that now. photo of the kangaroo? Um, it was the same spot in New South Wales. And there was a kangaroo jumping across the foreground with all these burning buildings in the back in one frame. And then in the other frame, he was literally hopping in water, like shallow water from mm. the floods. Right. Like, and it's just like such a stark contract. And it was like maybe a month apart. It's pretty horrible, but it has been good in that it's put out some fires. <laughs> this is true. Like, this is true. There's always a silver lining. <laughs> but I've heard the major problem with it, though, is because the bushfires happened, it charred all the ground. And so when the waters did come, they had nowhere to soak into. They just it just like run off. Right. The, the water just runs off all this all, all this burnt land, and then of course all the all the you know areas where the water usually goes just gets so overloaded with water because it's not it's not soaking into the ground. Yeah, it's insane. That could be a good thing though. I mean, because say. Um, I don't know how it's a good thing, really. It's like if well, there's if there's too, if there's too much rain and there's too much like you know fertilization of the ground, that's just going to make next fire season so much worse as well. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the uh... <laughs> we're really in like unknown territory here, aren't we? Yeah, a little bit. We don't know anything about this. yeah science, man. It's all because of climate change. <laughs> yeah, probably well, pretty much. Climate's, climate's changing. Climate is changing one way or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. Australia's definitely uh, been seeing the worst of it in recent times. Yeah, it's 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 feeling pretty bad at the moment. All the bleaching of the coral reefs and stuff like that. Right. I mean, that's old That's old news, but that's still, like, bad news. It's like... Yeah. It's not great. You went and checked it out, didn't you? I went to the Great Barrier Reef. Did you see any bleach? No. It... It's it like pretty. 30, I've heard it's it like thirty percent of the reef. It does look pretty bad. I'm gonna say it looks pretty bad in high traffic tourist areas. Oh really? Yeah. I think tourist damage is definitely a thing on the reef. Oh, it would be hundred like, percent. You know, people going on massive boats. I prefer tourist damage than throwing forty snorkelers in the water. Oil port damage, though, you know. Yeah. Oh, didn't that happen? Some like Adani. Some, some oil ship crashed and then. Oh shit! Really? All the oil went into the water. Fuck's sake. Trying to navigate the coral reefs. <laughs> just I don't think you try idea. and navigate the coral reefs. I think you just steer away from them if you've got any sized boat. Yeah, exactly. But if it's if it's a fucking oil tanker ship, like that's pretty it's pretty <laughs> I cooked. don't think it crashed into the coral reefs. I think it it crashed right. and then the oil went into the coral reef. Something <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, I had a a very um cartoonish idea in my head about, you know, Oh shit! Where's the reef? It's like nighttime. Like, where's the lighthouse? The lighthouse should be showing the way. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> like Titanic, except on a coral reef. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly how they steer massive, massive tankers these days. They just lighthouses. Have, no, they just have one dude up the front going like, "I can't see anything." <laughs> <laughs> 
Seems, we, le- seems legit. Do you want me to turn on the GPS, Johnny? Nah, it's all good. I reckon we're fine. Just keep going. Get going straight. JP, what? <laughs> the gippus. None of that jibber jabber around here, mate. Tell you what. It's getting cooked. Yeah. Well, um... I'm uh I'm I'm pretty much out of t- oh no 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 I'm not no I'm not out of topics. I was going to ask you about um the new uh, Tame Impala album that got released uh, just today. Did you ever listen to it? I have listened to half of it. I haven't got all the way very, through. I'm very happy with what I've heard so far. It sounds pretty good. It's really good. Track two was a good one. Did you see my comment about um how yeah that's what I was going to ask you about yeah there's a track that sounds exactly like Redbone track four um the, well the guitar riff in that is like. What's it called? It's like it's Frontier Psychiatrist or something like that. I know that's not it because that's an avalanche. That's song. very uh, close. It's kind of like that. It kind of sounds like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, no, I can't remember. Like, no. Nah. Psychoactive. Do you want me to? I'll look at Frangelica. I was, I was listening to it before. I'll just, I'll just pull up the chat where you actually mentioned it. Yeah. But um, so if you guys know Redbone, I don't know if anyone's picked up on this yet. Surely they have. It I sounds... think you were the first one to notice that. Nah. Come on. First one ever. Redbone was such a you popular track. You should have posted track. it immediately when you heard that. Um, it's called Posthumous Forgiveness. The track. Let's... Uh, yeah, do a sample. Let's have a little sample from... It sounds exactly like Childish Gambino's Redbone. Wait, hang on. So that's posthumous forgiveness. And it sounds like Childish Gambino's Redbone. Let's play Redbone now. So that's off the... That was what we just heard was off the new Tame Impala album. This is Redbone. It's the same tempo and everything. It is, isn't it? Absolutely staunched uh, our boy Childish Gambino on that one, no. uh, Kevin Parker. What are you doing? Redbone's so much better, though. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Redbone's, a, Redbone's like a, a classic. It's like one of the best songs of the decade, if you want to go there. Well, that's pretty... Yeah. That's but, pretty like, think big about it. How many, how, many, how many good songs were there this decade? I, I don't know. Like- I go through my music so quick. I get so bored of stuff and just move on to new music. Yeah. I don't know. Charlie, I'm sorry, uh, Black Sabbath, uh, their uh, first album, their debut album, had its 50th uh, year anniversary today. No yesterday. way. Yeah. Do they still play gigs and stuff? Black Sabbath? Yeah. Surely not. Is Ozzy Osbourne alive still? I, I, thought they I think brought... they better be checking on that every minute of the day. I thought they brought out an album recently or something. Not with Ozzy, though, It's right? going to be really embarrassing if someone's died. But, well, they had Dio for a bit. Uh, they still got Dio. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then Dio died, didn't he? Ronnie James Dio, I think he's dead. Yeah, he did die. He's yeah. fully dead, bro. Yeah. I'm, th- I'm fairly sure they were making jokes about that in Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny, in fact. They weren't making jokes about him dying, but he was in Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Oh, he was alive at that point? He was in the movie. Well, that was in like 2008. He's like, I hear you brave round tables, you are hungry for the rock. But to learn the ancient methods, secret doors you must unlock. Escape my father's clutches in this oppressive uh, neighborhood. On a journey you must go to find the <laughs> land of Hollywood. That was that was Dio. 
and that city of broken angels oh man that movie is amazing i want to just watch it now can we uh can we just commentate over tenacious d and the pick of destiny is yeah that, is that like not one of the best music we'll hold films a, of all time we'll hold a vote on the instagram if you guys on the instagram <laughs> the instagram god uh, the gz instagram <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that would be a bit of fun. But Next like, step, we're just going to go over Tenacious D. I, I don't know. I don't like... I haven't seen a reaction video to a movie before. That's pretty hefty, actually. I've heard of it being done. I don't know if I want to get into the that. The closest I can think of is when they do a, uh, a, a commentary on it. You know, like they get the actors in it doing it like a basically a podcast. of Yeah. The, have you... Oh, man. What's well, it called? A commentary. Um, but the no. Tropic Thunder one. The Tropic Thunder one of that is the fucking best thing really? I've ever. It's seriously, you watch watch Tropic Thunder with the um, with the DVD commentary because you know uh, I don't want, I don't, it's not even that big of a spoil, but you know um, you know uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that where yep. he's, he's he's playing as an Australian actor who's really into method acting and he's got this role as a as a as an African American sergeant. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> So he's, he's basically doing blackface the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> classic. But uh, yeah, so he he says in the movie Robert Downey Jr.'s character in the movie says, "I don't I don't leave character until the DVD commentary," <laughs> and he's legitimately in character in the DVD commentary. So Ben Stiller is there, really, and uh, someone else is there, um, and they're all just chatting, and Robert Downey Jr.'s doing sergeant you know like That's doing the so whole, good. it's so fucking funny man it's so good <laughs> it's so good and then he and then he um because in the movie he like has a um a crisis what do you call it uh, existential crisis about who he is an identity crisis um and uh just turns into kirk lazarus the uh the, the australian actor yeah yeah so at that point in the movie in the DVD, in the DVD commentary, just switches it up to an Australian accent and starts being Kirk instead. That's great. It's it's like that actually, I might even listen to that. It's DVD by far com- the I've never best listened to DVD commentary. I've never listened to a DVD commentary. I I, I reckon I the best. To- Have you rated a few of them? <laughs> <laughs> Who sits and listens to that? No, you're right. You're right. But I, I do remember a time when there were DVDs, and uh, I do yeah. remember the DVD commentaries being there. So I definitely tried yeah. to listen to a couple of them, but it wasn't really that's that like good. That's an afternoon where you got nothing on, isn't it? You're like, maybe I'll turn on the DVD yeah. commentary and have a listen. But it's like Tropic Thunder is such a classic. Like you kind of. Yeah, want to rewatch that movie again at some point anyway right so yeah. next time you do just line it up with the dvd commentary yeah you have to do a bit of searching around for it i can't remember but how it I sucks because you don't get to enjoy the movie no no but the the commentary is even better than the movie <laughs> <laughs> all right maybe i'll give it a go in this case in this case it's, it's true our friend uh ryland Vinton. said oh that he's been listening to a podcast that is this one dude watching fight club over and over again like a hundred times or something what and like it's like he's watching it back to back and and it, this is broken up into episodes that sounds stupid and he's just commentating he's on just it continuously watching fight club over and over what, again the movie ends he just starts it straight up again yeah like a hundred times i can't remember how many times but it was a lot you can't it be doing that all times. in one go he did it all in one go what the fuck a hundred times and you just like times two hour movie you just listen to him like deteriorate i, I don't know if it was a hundred times because that might be a little skewed on the premise here but it was something like that you realize being awake for 200 hours is pretty tough it might have been 30 times is that feasible 60 hours awake 
That's still pretty. <laughs> That'd hefty. be pretty pretty quality podcast content by the end of that. I don't think that's quality at all. That just sounds <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but it's a thing, man. Like this is a. I have to. We'll have to talk to Rylan and see. I what feel it like is. most people would like be like, "Oh, no way, that's a thing," and go look at it for five minutes, and then be like, "Oh, it's a thing." Well, I'll tell people yeah. about it. No one's actually going to listen to it for any I'm substantial gonna, amount of time. I'm not going to listen to that. Like, I don't think it's actually that effective of a piece of you know content. You know, it's more effective than the space it just, pod. It, it reminds me of that guy. There was a guy who was like um, counting down. Do you remember the Emoji Movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that. They had a movie where it's literally like that an was anim- awful, right? animated movie with all these emojis in it. Yeah, it was god awful. Did you it was, see it? It was a rival of Cats for worst film of the decade. Um, <laughs> I didn't see it. No. Have you seen Cats? Uh, no, I don't need to see these things to rate them, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, sometimes it's just important to watch bad movies so you know not what what not to do with your life <laughs> what just be involved in something like that the, the funny thing about cats really is they had such an all-star cast didn't they they, they had like it, yeah like really like high quality actors like did they have idris elba and idris like, elba they had taylor Judy swift Dench? doing like one of her first acting roles ever i don't know if she's gonna get another I'm one i'm not after convinced that. that taylor swift's a high quality actor but Duh. <laughs> or high quality anything well, I mean, yeah, it's probably fair enough. She is a musician uh, and hasn't Ugh. done too many acting roles. Oh, I'm just saying, she's not, she's, it's not like she's no, grown no. up learning how to act. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would you would say that for, I don't know. But they I mean, had, did they have Judy Dench or someone in there, in that movie? Yeah, they had Judy Dench as, a, as an old cat. That's pretty crazy. It's fucking gross. She's a good actor. They, have, they turned her into a CGI cat. Yeah, and they fucked it up too. Her hand, like, in one of the scenes was just the green screen still you'd think they get halfway through making that movie and go this is going to be a laughing stock what have we done pull the plug let's not waste the rest of our money on this i don't know have you heard of sunk cost fallacy it's like the idea that i've already poured in so much time and effort into this thing i just need to keep pouring more time and effort into this thing to make it work i've already invested so much in it i just have to keep investing in it it's a fallacy and that applies and to they, this situation. They fell victim to it. They they fell victim they, to the they sunk cost fallacy. They already got so far through the movie that mm. we're like, we're just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna go for it. It's pretty common. It's pretty common. I forgot what I was gonna say about the goddamn emoji movie, man. What were we talking about back Did, then? I completely sidetracked you, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what were we talking about before the emoji movie? Commentary. I don't know. God. <laughs> nah, it's gone. It's it's fucking gone from my mind. <laughs> emoji movie though. What a disgrace. That, yeah, that sounded really they bad. had like a shit emoji in the movie I think you're setting yourself up for disaster with an emoji movie because you really are just having one dimensional characters aren't you yeah. they, they can't show a spectrum of emotions they're only one emotion each <laughs> <laughs> although a movie that was a bit like that which was laughing kinda, face emoji a movie that was a bit like Best that character. which was kind of good was uh, what's the one where they were like controlling your head they were like little little monsters inside like this girl or boy's head and they like you're not talking about that um they're all different emotions uh eddie murphy movie no it was like a it was like an animated movie doesn't ring a bell all right doesn't ring a bell back uh, now that we're back on movies though we can go back to that discussion about the best movie of the decade you know what i reckon uh goes goes in uh oh yeah we we didn't hear yours what's yours fucking hones fucking hones um, uh, what, um, what should probably be rated higher? What you, was it you like turned into a bogan for a second? 
Yeah, yeah. It's just, bogans around. I got to match my match my people. You should have gone out onto my lawn and sh- like shaking your fist at them real, real intensely. I saw um when on the way over here, I saw a uh, an old an old uh, bloke like um, wagging his finger at someone who had sped through an intersection. Like he was like trying to turn right, and this guy like floored it to make the lights. That's that's worse. And than, I saw him just doing like a little finger wag. That's worse than saying like I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. If you get the finger wag, that's if if that driver saw that. Like I, I hope he saw it because it was it was brilliant. Like this, <laughs> this old guy looks so disappointed in him. Yeah. Young, young man, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, the out of the Christopher Nolan films of the decade, of which there was three. Uh, Interstellar Interstellar Dark Knight Rises No Oh well actually No sorry Yeah Dark Knight Rises Was in it as well I'm sorry There was probably More than wasn't there Dark Knight Dark Knight Rises I wasn't including Dark Knight Rises In my, uh, in my list that, of Christopher Nolan That war one Yes That's the one I'm talking about Dunkirk That was Apparently that's good Amazing You need to see that movie I'm not really into war movies No but... you, you, you don't need to be It's just okay. a good, It's just a good film Yeah It's just a good film It's a really amazing story Um but yeah, I reckon either that or Inception. Um, oh, I would damn. probably put both of them in top ten. In fact, I forgot about Inception. What Inception a stellar came out movie in twenty ten. So that just makes the cut. I completely forgot about. Um, oh, there's so many good movies, man. Mm. There was a lot of great movies, and and to, like there was a lot of uh, rinse and repeat movies, which wasn't great. And I think that kind of puts a sour taste in your mouth for movies this decade. But there was a lot of good ones. All the there was Avengers a lot of good crap. Current, well, if you there was um, a lot of good Tarantino. Oh well, I don't know. Some of the some of those weren't too bad. I'm more talking about like, uh, you know, like the the new, I don't know, just Jurassic Parks or like yeah, re- all the adaptations, re- redoing and something and all like that stuff. Yeah, redoing yep. something that's kind of like there's no legacy behind it really. It's just like oh, that was it's popular just the money back grab. in the day. Let's do it now. Yeah, it's just the money grab. All um, the original movies, are the ones that actually stick in mind over time, though. Like, um, I think if you Google movies of the 2010s it'll just give you a list of all these original movies like there's barely any of these um of these movies that you're talking about you might see the couple of star wars films right because like because like the um i think the once upon a time in hollywood the tarantino film mm. was one of the only original movies i think it was the only original movie to top 100 million a weekend the first weekend or something i don't, I don't know there was some there was something some like statistic that, yeah. like it was i wouldn't be surprised and- the tarantino movies definitely deserve some props for this decade as well like you got django yeah yeah killer you got hateful eight although that one probably wasn't as good as i still Django. really liked them i liked i liked hateful eight and i liked once upon a time in hollywood i know some people started going off them a bit but i thought it was good what about the social network what do you think of that because that's that's getting like a lot of praise as really? being like one of the best ones of the decade i didn't really like it that much really it was fine i thought it was a good movie like i wouldn't <laughs> watch it again but like, how does something like the Social Network get like so much props, and then something like Imitation Game? Have you seen Imitation Game? Great movie, fantastic movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's like my favorite. Uh, Bender, I think that Bender Squab Cumber Cumber Blotches uh, like they're, film. They're both true stories, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I, I, you, I was thinking we're talking about Social Network. Yes, of course. Yeah, Social Network. They're both real stories. They're both real stories. But the Alan Imitation Game is such a like. It's such a more interesting story. Oh, fuck yeah. It's wartime. Like, they're already starting with the advantage on that one, I think. I, I don't know why it would be thought of as a lesser movie than The Social Network. I don't think it was that exciting. I mean, yeah. Facebook's this, like, huge thing. But there's something about, like, 
the imitation game it being like physical and he's like crafting this like you know like beast of a computer like mm. the first computer mm. and then that the being logic like, of it that all. being an instrument for like helping them win the war and there's yeah. like there's so many like it's so much more oh, involved it kills me man that movie have you seen this you know the scene where they're they're basically like oh great we've got this working enigma machine now we can crack these codes uh okay let's start cracking some codes oh shit it looks like um this uh this uh, this squadron's about to end up in a really a bad situation so if you if you <laughs> if you haven't seen the imitation okay. game maybe i was going a bit spoilerific probably, on that no no go on no, well, it's, it's, just just turn the podcast we're nearly done with the podcast turn it off now if you don't if you want to watch the imitation game yes, ever are we gonna i'll mark it with spoilers if you if you if you read the description hey but um yeah basically the squadron's about to uh get get like ambushed and they're like wait no if we if we if we pull tell our men them, if we pull our men out now, they're gonna know they're gonna that know. we have the that we have an ability to to decipher their messages, decipher their messages. yeah and one of the guys who's in the fucking team, like working on these machines, is like, "Wait, the sixty second squadron? My my brother's in that." Like, and it's just like this fucking like super super intense moment. Yeah, where he's like, like crying like, and stuff, and, oh, and they're just like, "We just have to let him die because otherwise we we can't use yeah, this otherwise strategically we will to lose our the advantage. War. We can yeah. lose the war if we if we pull this pull this plug." And right they here. did that hundreds more times and just let people die but just like just took the advantage like ever so slightly in certain situations so where they the wouldn't Germans be couldn't found figure out, out that they yeah. had hacked their, hacked their codes it's so crazy isn't it yeah it's the, uh, and that that must have been top secret information imagine if they they got out that they had their codes mm. like they would have had to let quite a lot of people know that they had their codes or not really i guess just like the officials would have to tell people to do certain things Sh- at certain times shows how important espionage is in uh in um war in general yeah. or like you know how 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 important it became uh at that even at that early point it still feels like they had dog shit technology in the 40s right but um already at that point you could see like the importance of you know having really good lines of information communication stuff like that yeah like yeah communication is key I think I think we've been communicating for long enough now. Yeah, I, I would do agree wanna, with that. Do you want to call this a potty? Let's call it a potty. Let's call it a potty. Let's get a beer. It's been, yeah, let's get a beer. <laughs> let's get a beer. It's, it's so fucking hot, man. Seriously, is. is there any pubs around here? It is hot. Can um, we go up the street? I don't know, man. I'll give it a shot. What, you haven't you haven't been for a, a local pint it's r- not recently? Re- oh, do you hear the thunder? Oh, fuck. It's going to change. It's going to change out there very quickly. We're going to get some very nice, cool mm. wind. Um, just like your life's gonna change forever if you listen to the rest of our podcasts you legends thanks for listening once again we love you guys you're our space cadets and you're the reason this is happening let's uh let's 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 keep keep it going going. oh in sync I knew what you were gonna say (laughs) had to line it up alright thanks for tuning in this has been the space cadets pod stay spacey we'll see you on the other side ciao ciao